literary fans and welcome to episode 21 of Jeff Reads His Book. Today we are reading the epilogue of Bringing Balance, a book I wrote in a month. That's right, it's the last quote-unquote chapter in the book. Very exciting. This is a real exciting wrap-up episode for this thrilling story that we've journeyed through for the last 21 weeks. Uh, if you want to contact me, uh, please head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and you'll find some ways to get in touch with me. Or if you've enjoyed this book so far, why not buy yourself a print copy? That's right. There's a link right there so you can order it from Amazon and disappoint one of your family members this Christmas, right? So very exciting. Um, today, uh, we did get some feedback this is exciting because we have some additional feedback. So uh, anybody who's using iTunes might notice we now have two reviews. Yes. So the first one was from my wife. And I think I've read this review on the podcast before. But her review was very simply five stars. Jeff drinks too much during his lunch hour. That's a particularly applicable one today because I'm doing this during my lunch hour on, what is it, Thursday? Thursday. Because I'm not going to be able to record this Sunday, so I'm just pre-recording this episode. Hopefully everybody enjoys it and it doesn't suck too badly. Anyway, that was, all right, that wasn't what we were getting at. (laughs) Okay, second review is from Cat Video Rich, who I do believe is my man Glenn. Uh, His podcast review is five stars as well, and it says, Accurately Named Podcast. This is indeed a podcast of a man named Jeff reading his book. My expectations were clearly met. Best listened to when driving in the car, especially in a southerly or... (laughs) Southerly or easterly direction. (laughs) I think I remember that occurring in the book, and I think that's why he pointed out that ridiculous use of directional adjectives. (laughs) Love it. So we got two reviews. Why don't you go, if you listen to this podcast, leave a review. I will read it for sure on the podcast because that makes me super happy. And just in case you're really scared, I will read them because we're not done with this podcast just yet. Uh, Also, for uh, feedback, we have answers to Chapter 20 discussion questions from my lovely wife. So anyway, I asked three questions last week. Uh, The first one, can you think of a more exciting ending? So she says, ending of book. The Ghostbusters, the end of Ghostbusters comes to mind. Giant marshal, giant marshmallow man. All I have to say. Good point. I think a giant marshmallow man really would have kicked up the end here. All right. Question two. My favorite weed. She says there's something about the green prickly ones that comes to mind. Cut that. Oh, okay. There's something about the green prickly ones that come right out when you pull them. Aw, buttercups are cute too. 
So we get these like prickly little bastards in our yard and like, you know, around the yard. So like in garden beds and stuff, they're all connected by roots like a foot underground. But boy, they just pop right out when you pull them. But they're prickly. You got to wear the gloves because they, ugh, they feel awful. Give me the heebie-jeebies. They also die real easy with Roundup, which is like, not Roundup, um, Ortho Weed Be Gone. Which is like in stark contrast, like a dandelion, which apparently can't be killed. But I think I've pointed out it's a beautiful flower, and I wouldn't even call it a weed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Everybody loves a dandelion, so take that. But I'm glad she likes buttercups. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and the third question, oh, did Margot and Henry make it home for dinner, right? Because they left the party at the palace by themselves, holding hands. Aww. Right? And uh, they were going back to Marissa and Wilson's in theory. So Laura says, I'm guessing they went out to dinner to celebrate the reunion of the Balancing Stones. Probably Applebee's or Red Robin, somewhere Erin as a teenager would suggest. (laughs) Good point. Teenagers always think those chains are the bomb, right? I remember, God, was that pre-prom or... No, it had to be... Like when I was a sophomore, I took a girl to Applebee's after a dance because I was a badass, right? Applebee's was pretty bitchin'. Um, yeah, Applebee's used to be the shit. Does anybody like Applebee's anymore? I went there constantly. Yeah, that was a big deal when that came to like around my hometown. It wasn't in my hometown. We weren't that cool. But uh, we'd have to drive to Franklin to go to the Applebee's. And um, I don't know, it was always mobbed. Like it was the first Applebee's around. And you know what? I still go to Applebee's on occasion. It, it's real special to me and my wife, right? And uh, you know what? I think it holds up. Applebee's pretty bitchin'. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Maybe they microwave some things. But you know what? The french fries, they're bottomless now. Pretty tasty, too. Yeah. And you know what? They're not thawing those out, you know, in the microwave. French fries, they're deep fried, baby. It's good stuff. And they have some wackadoo, like, happy hour specials. I strongly suggest you can get like really nice beer in like a super tall glass for like three bucks. It's great. Go to an Applebee's, sit at the bar. You're going to feel good about yourself a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Depends on who the bartender is. Yeah. Yeah. If you like wine, I know uh, my lovely wife enjoys their nine ounce wine pour. Yes, it's delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you think they have? They must have chain restaurants in um, the world of magic, right? Oh, I did get a text from Glenn, too, because he started listening to the podcast. That's why he's left a review, finally. And he did ask (laughs) if the world of magic was going to be a control F that after I wrote the book, I would name it something. (laughs) Good question. And I did point out, no, no, I didn't have any real plans. (laughs) Like, uh, I think I mentioned early in the podcast that maybe this has some loose association with uh, The Longest Journey and Dreamfall video games, because they enter like a world of magic from a world of science, blah, blah, blah. That happens in that game. Um, I was, But so in that game, like, um, the world of magic would be called Arcadia. I don't want to make this seem like fan fiction, because it's not, so I didn't want to use that. Uh, I used to read Terry Brooks books. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Terry Brooks, and um, he had a series that was the Magic Kingdom of Landover. 
And so I guess that magic world was Landover. So there was another one with a name. But I had to stop reading them because they're stupid and shitty. So, yeah, Terry Brooks, I don't remember which one it was, but I bailed on, like, page 70. I'm like, oh, my God. And you know what? It, was? it wasn't even that the point I couldn't believe was, like, ah, you know what? Why am I even getting into it? Don't even bother. All right? Just forget it. Forget it. Stupid. I mean, I wish I could be as successful as him, right? But what are we what are we doing here? I mean, not with this kind of writing. <laughs> All right, so today we are reading the epilogue of Bringing Balance. Okay, the epilogue is coming in at a solid like page and a half, two pages. So we are going to have a snappy, quick episode here. Am I right? One thing I want to point out about the epilogue is that I hate it. Yes, it ends with like a. It ends with like a, I guess a joke or something. Like they're supposed to, you know, laugh about some quirk that Henry has. But it's just not, it's brought up in the book maybe once. I don't even think it is. I think it was like, oh, I must have written about this a lot. And then when I went back and read the book, never mentioned. I think that's how it ends. I could be wrong. Like ideally I would have cut that out after I edited it. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. We'll read it together and see if we're all horrified by how terribly this book ends. (laughs) You never know. I know I've written my sequel actually starts at the same location where this one ends. So that's pretty exciting, right? Um, And maybe we will get to that in one of these podcasts. I don't really want to end this podcast because it makes me giggle too much. So we might have to continue it with these unpublished books. I'll have to publish the books and there'll probably be a, you know, a little delay. I don't even know why I have to publish the books though. Nobody has purchased this book. So (laughs) I'm not like dangling a carrot here. Hey, you want to read this? Because nobody does. Nobody does. It is not good. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. So... I don't know. I think we should just dive into this epilogue and we'll have a little bit of discussion of it afterwards. I'm going to save the real retrospective, though, for episode 22. We won't have anything to read, but uh, we're going to try to plan something exciting for that. You know, we, we, I'm going to plan something exciting for that. Let's, I don't want to get your hopes too up. I'm going to plan something for that. How about that? All right. We had to change some things. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe the uh, live studio audience here in the studio, you know, do they have any ideas about what we should do for that? Mm -hmm. All right. I don't know if you heard that. There's some good ideas being tossed around. So anyway, without further ado, let's dive in to the epilogue. So for today's abbreviated section of this book, is it a section? Is it a chapter? If you're reading the ebook, you're on chapter 22, I think. But you aren't, because I haven't sold one yet. Unless Amazon lies to me, because they are. They're pieces of shit. Yeah, look into it. They suck. Anywho, uh, today while I read the epilogue, I am going to be sipping on an ice-cold glass of Evan Williams, 1783, Kentucky Straight, bourbon whiskey. That's right. Yes, it is a perennial favorite on this uh, podcast. Uh, I don't think I've, um, I don't think I've had too many bourbons on here. Honestly, what I had some expensive stuff maybe once. I've had a lot of wild turkey, and I'm going to say 
almost as much of this Evan Williams because I always go, when I go to that liquor store that sometimes has Buffalo Trace, when they don't, I just get the Evan Williams because I'm cheap as hell. But you know what? This stuff's so good. It's so good. Mm. Mm. Oh my, yeah. You should all try this. Unless you're underage and then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Well, I guess you can be old enough to listen to the podcast, but not old enough to drink, which... Yeah, I, you know what? I don't, let's not get into it, huh? How about that? Mm-mm. Evan Williams, delicious. Whenever you're in, um, if you ever go to Louisville, Kentucky, you have to go to the Evan Williams Bourbon Experience. So whenever now, whenever I have Evan Williams at home, I just tell my wife I'm having some of the Bourbon Experience tonight. So, all right, let's do this epilogue. <sighs> I'm kind of sad that I'm reading this to you people because that means we're done with this book. Oh, so sad. All right. Epilogue. Erin dismounted her horse in front of the cottage. The small building, built of stone with a thatch roof, looked cozy and inviting. A stream of smoke issued from the chimney, and Erin could smell the delightful scent of a wood fire inside. She secured her horse to a post just off the road and walked along the small stone path that led to the front door. Did you know, back when uh, I was growing up, the houses across the street from us were like 1800s homes built then, but they had those posts to tie your freaking horse to still. Like they were granite with like this ring. I think they were original, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I was just a dumb kid. But I think they were original. It was pretty freaking rad. I don't think anybody parked their horse because it was a state route and they would have died when a car hit them. Or cement truck. A lot of cement trucks. All right. After knocking twice, she heard shuffling inside. When the door swung open, her eyes fell upon Margot's smiling face. Erin, she exclaimed. Come in, come in. What an unexpected surprise. As Erin stepped inside, she half expected to find a spacious interior, similar to Roland's house when they erroneously visited it two months ago. All right. I don't know if erroneous was the right word there. I mean, they wanted to go there. <laughs> Turned out to be a bad decision, but they wanted to. Also, if you don't remember, like he had like this little hut in the woods, but when they went inside, it was like fa- a fancy mansion. Remember, there were like punch glasses that were laid out. Yeah. So apparently, let's see what happens here. Uh, when they erroneously visited two months ago. Did I read this yet? All right. She was pleasantly surprised, however, to find that the interior matched the modest exterior. So it's not a magical house. All right. The two women embraced, having parted ways shortly after their... All right, let's just start again. The two women embraced, having parted ways shortly after their ordeal in the city had ended. Both looked each other over thoroughly. Looked each other over thoroughly. Okay, I kind of did some bad pronunciation there. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm going to have a little sip here. Mm. This is short enough. There's not going to be any drinking breaks. So we're just going to jam some bourbon down my throat every now and then. Take your cloak off and stay. We were just sitting down for dinner, Margot explained. Oh, am I interrupting? She asked. Of course not. You're always welcome. Come with me, Margot said, grabbing her hand and dragging her into the home. Margot seemed so much happier than Erin had ever witnessed before. 
The small kitchen featured a simple wooden table, ample cabinetry, beautiful work areas, and a large stone hearth. (laughs) Beautiful work. Okay. (laughs) Henry was busy poking logs in the fire when the two women entered the room. Erin, he said in disbelief, dropping the poker. Wait, yeah, okay. He walked over to the young woman and hugged her. I did not expect to see you so soon. I finished up most things back in our world pretty quickly. I wanted to get back, she explained. Margot laughed. Of course you did, and I'm guessing it's not us you missed the most. Right, because she's in love with Stephen, who happens to be a king. Or prince? Well, he'll be a king, whatever. Aaron blushed, despite the obvious truth behind the statement. Well, I needed to see you two before I headed to Oliath again, she said. Henry and Aaron sat down at the table while Margot hurried back with three mugs of hot tea. Aaron drank the beverage, feeling it warm her inside after riding through the late fall chill. I feel like it should be her insides. Does that count as a typo? I don't know. Her inside. It's very mechanical. All right. What did your mother say when you told her all this? Henry asked. I was shocked that she didn't dismiss the whole affair immediately, Aaron replied. Apparently, she knew that my aunt lived here, who turned up, who turned up, incidentally. Oh, oh. do you remember? uh, uh, Who cares? We're fine. (laughs) She wasn't overly pleased with my following in her sister's footsteps, but she wasn't completely against it. That's great. It's rare that you hear of an off-worlder with understanding family. All right. That's great. It's rare that you hear of an off-worlder with understanding family, Margot said. I would say with an understanding. Ah, Jesus Christ. All right. And you're all set in Eliath, Henry asked. Yeah, I actually have a nice apartment in the city. It's beautiful and it looks out over the river. The keeper set it all up for me, Aaron said. I see you're riding a horse now, Margot said. Yes, I think I've had enough walking for a lifetime, Aaron said. Ah, that's the end of the chapter already. <laughs> wow, very exciting. So that was a pretty uneventful epilogue. And actually, I don't think I hated it as much as I remember. So I think this might be like a heavily edited and redacted version of the one I originally wrote. So I, with like two weeks to go to edit the book, I think I cut out some things. So it mentions that Erin rode a horse, right? And then she said something like, I've had enough walking for a lifetime. I think there was supposed to be, originally there was something about like, Henry didn't like horses, and he says something after that, and then they all laugh, a hearty laugh, and it ends like an 80s sitcom, you know what I mean? But that's not there, and that's good because it's never, ever, ever, ever mentioned in the book that Henry doesn't like horses. its I don't even think it's implied. I think I thought that was going to be something of his, and that's why they kept walking everywhere, but it's just not in the book. It, it's not brought up, so I guess... I was just wrong. So I thought that was in the epilogue, and it's not. I, I, 
That's good. That's good because it was stupid. <laughs> Need a little sippy here. Mm. Mm. So Erin is now living in the world of magic because she's in love with Stephen. Oh my goodness. Right? And Henry and Margot live in a cottage somewhere and it's not really explained beyond that. That's nice. Right? So they're definitely back together. Oh, it's so sweet. Um... You know, there was a little bit too much setting explaining the dumb kitchen, right? A hearth. So I'm still thinking like 1800s kitchen, right? Lots of cabinetry and a hearth. I I, I kind of want to have like the world of magic be a little fancier. Like they'd have like a stovetop, but it'd be magical. Or like a microwave oven, right? You could put your food in it and then magic would happen and you'd get hot food, right? But it wouldn't be microwaves. It would be, you know, magic. That makes sense. But I don't know. I guess I didn't really write that into the book. That's how I want it to seem. Like living in the world of magic, you're not making any compromises. So, anywho, yeah, that's just how it ends. I mean, it's a little bit of a fizzle at the end, but we can see it's a nice happy ending. Everybody seems pleased, right? Aww. And the fact that, you know, the, the epilogue does focus on Eren a little more than everybody else. But, I mean, she's not the original main character. She's not... She doesn't appear as a main character in the sequels. I think in the sequel. Sequel or prequel. Right? But in her aunt's back... So do you remember her aunt gave her the stone and then disappeared? And I think her aunt was Aunt June. Because I think it also implied the month was June at some point, And I got real irritated. Like episode one or two. It was pretty stupid, so... I hope it didn't do that. Did it do that? It might have, because... I don't know. I don't think kids are in school in June, though. I'm really rambling here, you know. So, I think... I think the epilogue was okay. I guess I don't hate it as much as I remember. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not... There's nothing exciting... I'm not sure it adds much to the book except to just say, yeah, every it's a happy ending. Everything's fine, <laughs> right? But other than that, it, it serves no purpose. It just wraps up the book. Uh, there's nothing beyond that. Like, I didn't have, like, a about the author section afterwards or uh, what else they have in books. Like, you know, you might be interested in these other books we publish or anything like that. Because obviously this was the only book I had written at that point. So, yeah, that's just how it ends, right? So I guess we got to move on to some discussion questions. Very quick ones, too, since it's just the epilogue. So even though this chapter is a whopping, like, page and a half, I still managed to put together three of them, all right? So, all right, let's go through them, right? First question, when Erin comes into the kitchen, she sits down with Henry and Margot fetches them some tea hey and that's not a woman's job that's just bullshit that this author thought that the woman should serve these two the guest and the man of the house please nonsense what a sexist asshole who wrote this book but anyway what all right how about we make this a two-parter okay what kind of tea did she serve in the world of magic, what kind of tea did she serve? Was it just plain black tea, or what do you think? Something a little more fun, right? Or less fun, you never know. I mean, if it's wintry here, because I think they implied it was cold. Ugh, I don't know what kind of tea they'd grow. Are they like, you know, 
steeping pine needles. <laughs> uh, and the second part of that question, so 1B, uh, what's your favorite kind of tea? I really enjoy a nice, um, there's this, uh, what is it called? <laughs> it's called like plantation mint, I think, and it's from, what's the uh, tea company with a B? Ah, I can't think of it. doesn't matter. And, um, yeah, it's like black tea with peppermint in it. It's pretty top-notch. I enjoy that one. But what's your favorite tea? It can be plain. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, maybe it's iced tea, right? Raspberry iced tea, that's a valid answer. Yeah, yeah, right in with your favorite tea. All right, discussion question two. All right, this is a good one. This one's a good discussion question. It should start some debate. So it, uh, we're going to make this, well, I don't think it's a two-parter. Let's see. It's just, a, you know, something to start a discussion as a discussion question should be. All right. So Erin said she went back to the world of science. Do I ever call it the world of science? I don't think I do. Well, she went back to her world, right? Yeah. And um, do you think her car was in the parking lot? Not the question. Just curious. <laughs> anyway. She went back to her world, and uh, she said she had to finish up some things. Her mom was fine with everything, la-da-da-da, and then she came back. So she finished up some things. My question is, do you think she finished high school, right? Because she was in high school in the book. Yes. So did she actually finish school? Because, you know what, I don't think a prince is going to really be into this girl who couldn't even, didn't even finish high school, didn't bother to. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go back to the world of magic because this guy's there and he's dreamy and hunky and has a whole kingdom. So did she finish school? I think she better have. And I think that's what was kind of implied with she had to finish up some things. Although it is winter, so maybe not. Maybe she'll go back in the uh, spring or summer and just get her GED. What do you think? Did she finish school? And that should open up some more discussion. You know, when you're listening to this in a group or if you're at a book club discussion about this book, right? What are the implications of not finishing your high school diploma? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that, people. Let's get serious on Jeff Reed's book, right? So write in with all the discussions you had about this and finishing school and the importance of education in the modern world. All right, question three. <laughs> mm. So I was just reminding you that she was in high school, right? And I don't know if it was implied that it was fall in her world. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what it said. I think it might have been implied. I think so when they were walking through the park to find the bakery. Yeah, yeah, that might have been fall. Not sure, though. I'd have to go back and look, and I'm not going to do that. So, all right. Question three, should a teenager, so they said, all right, they said that she was set up with like an apartment across the, with a view of the river or across from the river. I don't know, whatever, who cares? But uh, my question is, should a teenager have an apartment? Uh, I think the general consensus is no, but what do you think? I remember when I was in high school, or not in high school. I'm, I wasn't that dumb in high school. When I was like a little kid, I lived close enough to one of the town parks. We'd walk to it. And you'd have to walk by a uh, like an apartment complex 
which were kind of rare because I lived I lived in like a I don't know it was pretty suburban. We still had dairy farms. Is that kind of place where I was growing up? Yeah. So apartment buildings were mildly rare. You know, like a big apartment building was rare. So there was one on the way to the park. It wasn't even that big now that I think about it. But I always figured when I turned like 16 or 17, I'd probably move into that while I went to high school, you know, as like a seven-year-old. I thought that's what you did. I wouldn't live at home with my parents. I'd have an apartment, right? So uh, if you say, yes, teenagers should have apartments, then you're probably nine. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> nine years old. Because <laughs> it does seem like a terrible idea. I don't think I should have an apartment when I was like 22. I was a dummy. Yeah. So what are your opinions on that, huh? All right. So those are our three discussion questions. You guys impressed that I managed to squeak out three of them from this little tiny chapter that we read? Ugh. So I don't want to imply that this podcast is over. I know we just read the epilogue to the book. So I do kind of want to still have at least one retrospective episode. So that would occur when? i got to look at the calendar. You know, worst case, I'm going to take a week off between that. And if I do, maybe I'll make a uh, post, I don't know, December 30th. You think I'll get a podcast out then? I think if I were to do a retrospective, I'd have to have some guests. And I think... I think based on Glenn's listening to this podcast, he might be the special guest for the retrospective episode. Ooh, and that would be a good one because he's like binge listening to the podcast. So Glenn, if you're listening to this, you're now at the end and it might be time to start this uh, retrospective episode. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Glenn is actually trying to finish a book himself. So uh, a NaNoWriMo book, right? A National Novel Writing Month book. So a one-month book. He's not a... Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't... I would assume he's not taking it too seriously. <laughs> but who knows? I know I didn't. So, But then again, I think we've all learned that I am not a good author. <laughs> so, wow. So I think... We'll have at least another episode, probably two. And you know what? I think it would be fun to get some additional books out. Uh, maybe we'll just do ebooks for the next two. I mean, you know what? I got to make the print book as an option because it's it's ridiculous. Who would buy a print book of this? So I th I don't think I would even spend the money to get a copy of it in print myself, if, like additional ones. You know what I mean? Obviously, I have four copies of this one remaining. So. So anyway, I mean, we're going to be back next week, I next week or the week after. Uh, if you're not sure if I'm going to be back, you can head on over to jeffreadsbook.com for I'll try to post an update on there or on probably Mastodon. So you can reach me at jba at mastodon.sdf.org. Send me a toot. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, you know what? If you're really into this podcast, maybe you could be on the retrospective too. I doubt I'll do call-ins. I don't even know how to do that. So we're probably not going to do that. But if you like write an email and tell me how much this book meant to you, you were considering like getting into the field of writing and you said, oh my God, this guy writes like crap and then decided to keep with your current career track because this sounds terrible. You know, maybe I helped you out in life a little bit. Gave you a little guidance. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter. 
Uh, that would be at Fortran Jeff on the Twitter. And uh, you can email me, right, at uh, jba at sdf.org. Uh, hopefully, I get answers to some of these discussion questions since it's our epilogue. You know, I mean, if you've been mulling over whether you should write in for discussion questions or at all, you got to write in, right? You got to write in. I'm going to read everything I get. So do it. Unless you're like, Dropping N-bombs or something. I'm not doing that. (laughs) So anyway, I guess that wraps up another episode. Not the last, but let's keep this podcast going. If I get a little more excitement, you know what? I still haven't been able to, you know, generate enough revenue to pay for this microphone. (laughs) Or any revenue at all, for that matter. But I don't think I'd ever do an ad, so don't worry about that. We're good. We're good. Should I have a Patreon? What would my... What would my, like, uh, you know, like podcasts that a lot of the time they'll have like a, you know, a special Patreon feed and you get special things. Should I have a Patreon? What would my special perks be if you're a Patreon member? Would I, uh, wow. I don't even know what they would be. You know what? I should make a Patreon and, um, like once a month I'll read a chapter from my book about co-ed, uh, co-ed adult soccer that I wrote for one of these national novel writing months. It's bad. I mean, it is bad. And you would only need to listen to it in large, with large gaps between sessions because it's that bad. It's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that about wraps it up. I don't think I'm going to do a Patreon because that sounds like it's a lot of hassle. (laughs) So I've managed to stretch this episode into a full-length episode somehow just because I don't want it to end. But we'll be back. We'll be back next week or the week after. And you know what? We're going to do a nice retrospective. But until next time, even though we finish this book, you can find something else and you can keep on reading.